you found it. A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is, Is This the Right Way? Sometimes pride comes before a fall. This is one story of that truism. Several years ago, for a weekend in the month of June, I was invited to come and preach at a church in Thompson, Manitoba. It is a most beautiful city located in the northern part of the province of Manitoba and is a good 11-plus hours drive from the city of Winnipeg. The church not only invited me to come and preach, but to stay with a couple from their congregation, who would be my tour guides upon arrival, so that I could see some of the city surrounding area and why so many from around the world and many from the United States of America go there to fish and enjoy the pristine waters of the many lakes surrounding the city. This was an offer too good to refuse, and so I agreed to drive up for a long weekend and was looking forward to all I would see, as the last time I had been in the city was in the dead of winter, and although beautiful, being outdoors was not that pleasant due to the cold temperatures. A colleague offered to come up with me so that I would not have to make the trip alone, and this added to the delight of traveling north for the weekend. The second weekend of June that I was expected to spend in Thompson came up quickly, and so on the Thursday prior, I picked up the rental car we were going to use, picked up my colleague and her belongings, and we were off. The two-lane highway we needed to travel on went from prairie fields to lakeside cottage developments to towns to the narrows found between Lake Winnipeg and Lake Manitoba, which were stunningly beautiful, and then moved us into dense forest and a sense that we were all alone in the world. Cell service ended and it truly felt like we were going to be away from it all, something that already felt relaxing and rejuvenating. On the way to Thompson, we saw a sign for Pisu Falls, and I commented how the last time I saw them was in the winter, and they were spectacular. I could not imagine how gorgeous they would be now in the middle of June. Perhaps this would be one of the places our hosts would take us. We both mused as we drove by without stopping to see them. Once at our host's home, we instantly felt welcomed and cared for. Both my colleague and I were given our own bedrooms and a bathroom to share. The gardens outside the home were almost in full bloom, and the meal given to us at dinner that night had us both commenting on how fortunate we were to be in their home and so well cared for. The next day, our hosts informed us that we were going to become tourists of the area and were told a hike at Pisu Falls was going to be a part of the trip. We both were so delighted and grateful, as we both had dearly hoped we would get to see the falls. 
After a great night's sleep and an equally great tasting breakfast, we were off for a day of exploring and seeing the sights of Thompson and the surrounding area. Our first stop was Pisu Falls, and the falls did not disappoint. The water cascaded over the rock edge with a thunderous sound, and on the trail by the falls we found many signs of spring. Wildflowers, bright green ferns, insects, birds, new buds on the spruce trees, and even a little leftover snow and ice to remind us we were not yet into full-on summer. It was a spectacular sight to see the falls and hike around them. Then we hiked along the river over the swinging bridge and up the hill to get even a more spectacular view of the river and the falls. I was so thrilled to see such beauty and right in the province I call home. Life could not have been finer at that moment. After our hike at Pisu Falls, the next stop was the famous fishing and swimming spot called Paint Lake. As we entered the parking lot, it was interesting to see that almost every truck and boat trailer represented a U.S. state rather than a Canadian province. It seemed to me that the Americans were better at figuring out where to get in some good fishing than the people of my province or surrounding provinces were. Paint Lake did not disappoint. From the trails around the lake to the yurts on one of the peninsulas to the lovely beach, Paint Lake lived up to and beyond the description of being a gorgeous place to spend some time outdoors. The evening was spent touring the city with the first stop to see the stunning wolf mural painted on the entire side of a 10-story building. You cannot miss it and the mural is surely something to see up close and personal. The painting is of one of Robert Bateman's originals copied and upsized beautifully. It is well worth a trip to see it. The rest of our tour took us well into the night. And as we were approaching the longest day of the year, Thompson stayed bright long into the night. So we got to see the water airport, checking out a famous bush plane monument, and seeing other areas that spoke of the city's history, both as an Indigenous home and a nickel mining one. It was all fascinating to see, and our hosts were excellent tour guides. Sunday came quickly, and after the morning service, the church community hosted a potluck barbecue picnic for my colleague and I. This was such an excellent way to get to know some of the people in the faith community and to hear their stories. It was also a time of being reminded of the diversity of God's kingdom and how we can all find a place in it because of the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Then it was time to say goodbye and head home. With water, snacks, our trusty map, which I indicated we would not need, and see you again, we hope, we were off for our very long road trip back to Winnipeg. Along the way, we passed the signs for Paint Lake and Pisu Falls and fondly remembered what fun we had had with our hosts at both places. Then it was time for a pit stop, and on my colleague's urging, a quick look at the map to ensure we were traveling in the right direction, and we were off. After about an hour of driving, I mentioned to my colleague how the roadway did not look familiar and neither did the number of beautiful ponds and small lakes we were passing. And they were all aquamarine in color and sparkled in the beautiful sunshine, however, did not look familiar. My colleagues started to look around and agreed that something did not seem right about the roadway we were on. 
It was time to recheck our map, much to my chagrin as I am so proud of knowing directions, and perhaps find someone who could confirm whether we were going the right way or not. Several minutes passed and there was no one in sight, so we decided to find a possible place to stop where we could check out the map to see where we were at. No sooner had we made that decision and a gorgeous aquamarine lake appeared, and we saw a number of quads and young men by that lake. Upon driving close to the group to ask for directions, we noticed an odd situation in the lake. One of the young men was not only in the lake, but was wearing a blue mermaid suit. He was trying to get back up on shore, but since his mermaid suit had his legs locked in it, he was having a very difficult time. In order to help him, the other young men had hooked him up to one of the quads and decided to pull him back onto the shore. <laughs> there was lots of laughter going on, and we could hardly contain ourselves of the sight of it all and began to laugh as well. Finally, once the young mermaid man was safely on shore, we approached the group, asked if we were headed in the right direction to get to Winnipeg, and found out that we were not. We then decided to ask them to show us on the map how we could get back to the highway we needed to be on. And just as we reached for the map, a gust of wind came up and blew the map faster and further away than any of us could get to it. With one quick move, one of the young men drove up on his quad, asked my colleague to get on it, and off they went, chasing the road map that was blowing far, far away in the wind. Thankfully, they caught it, and upon returning to our vehicle, they showed us on the map where we had made a wrong turn and where we needed to go to get back onto the highway that would take us to Winnipeg. We thanked them profusely and then laughed and laughed and laughed upon entering the car. For who would believe this tale if they had not experienced it? This was when I thanked my colleague profusely for joining me on the trip. For now we have this tale as a shared experience between us that would allow for reminiscing with someone in the future about it, rather than just a memory for one person. Needless to say, after this monumental wrong turn, we did find our way back to the highway we were supposed to take and made it safely back to Winnipeg, with a great story under our belt as well. The song, Pleasing to You by Steve Bell, speaks of the wisdom, love, and timing of God. Steve Bell is a well-known singer-songwriter, and he calls Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada home. Thank you to Steve for allowing me to use his music on my podcast. and a strength bursting out from the ground like a hound to the race it's the same every day after day unto ages and ending and I believe there's more to this than we're getting it again rose today as I've come to expect like a bridegroom awakes from his honeymoon Bed to the one that he loves and the object of all he can offer. I believe there's something good here to ponder. 
went much sweeter fare by far Is the counsel of the Holy One My rock and my redeemer And my God My Trying to say Night after night And day after day There's no time, there's no place No speech where the truth Is suspended And I believe That some things Need no defending The law of the Lord Is right A blazing light Ever making wise A symbol The counsel of the Holy One, my rock and my redeemer, and my God, my God. Mm-hmm. In the words of my mouth, and the thoughts of my to you, be pleasing to you, my God, my God. A Scoop of Life is a production of Square One World Media in Winnipeg. I grew up in a home that was both faith-filled and faith-lived out. When I was eight, I asked Jesus to come into my life. I wanted to know Jesus, and I wanted everyone around me to know him too. So I became an ardent missionary in the neighborhood. I handed out Sunday school papers in my playhouse. I read Bible stories to my friends at snack time, and I offered to pray with them anytime. Now that I am much older, I've learned not to trap people at snack time, but I still want to tell them about Jesus. That's what I love about partnering with Square One. To learn more about Square One or to support this project, visit www.squareoneworldmedia.com. The trip to Thompson still holds lots of great memories for me and some great pictures too. Look for them on my Instagram feed for the next few days. However, I also marvel at how when we needed help, help appeared. Not in the way we expected, but still appeared, and it helped us find our way home. Jesus Christ, when he walked the earth, found people in need of all kinds of things and often met the needs presented, but often not in the way it was expected. One example of this was when Jairus' daughter died and he healed her. The story is found in the book of Mark in chapter 5. Let me read it to you. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, 
Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion, with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Jesus healed the girl, but not when or how everyone around him thought he would. Where in our lives do we long for Jesus to meet a need? Are we willing to have him meet it differently than we expect him to? Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.